I think it's easier for people to just go, okay, you know what, I'm going to remove carbs out of my diet. I'm going to remove that and I'm going to, instead of actually thinking, hey, what can I add into my diet that is better or what can I add into my day that can help me feel better or make me healthier or help me lose weight? What can I add in? Can I add in education? Whether that's obviously, that's not very sexy to think about. Like it's easier just to click your finger and get rid of carbs. It's easy. But, you know, learning, learning, educating yourself and really looking at your food and being more mindful is a much more difficult task. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, balancers, and welcome back to another episode of The Balance Theory podcast. If this is your first time here, a very warm welcome and thank you for tuning in. So after two short work weeks due to the Easter public holidays, I'm feeling rather refreshed and replenished. So I'm hoping all of you found some great downtime, um, you know, spent it with some loved ones and really just took it as a reset period because I certainly had a lot of benefits during that time. And I guess sort of my thought of the week is a little bit off the back of that. And the thing I love about holidays and a long weekend is you can really just take your time and intuitively go into these little practices. So whether that is like your morning routine or just little daily habits you've got, you really can just feel your mood on the day and just go with the flow and just really enjoy and experiment with these things. So that's what I love about these holidays, these slow periods. And it made me think it's probably a good thing to here and there shake up your routines and just go with the flow with what your body is feeling and thinking at that moment in that day. Obviously, there are some things that for both you and I are going to be non-negotiable. So for me, training movement first thing in the morning is a non-negotiable because I just sometimes don't know what's going to pop up in the day and I would hate for that window of movement to get away from me. So that's something I definitely do in the mornings. But, you know, to be able to just go for a leisurely walk around the block and then come home and make breakfast or intuitively meditate when I feel like I need it throughout the day was really, really nice. So I'm definitely going to try and intuitively shake up my routine as we go forward. And I guess this is really relevant because our gorgeous guest today really surprised me with her response, actually, when I asked her what her non-negotiables were throughout her week. And the reason I love them so much is because it's not your typical meditate, journal, all those things, um, and and throwing absolutely no shade on all of those because there, there are practices that I myself do. But it was very refreshing to hear her response because it incorporated aspects of her life that keep her afloat throughout the week. And that touch on branches of her balance that we don't normally hear when we talk about weekly rituals and habits. And I just thought to myself, it's really nice to be looking at activities and practices like the ones you're going to hear her share today that can really bolster our weekly routines and overall balance. So you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when that part of the show comes up. I think it's towards the end of our conversation. So stay tuned for that, but always try and think of ways you can shake up your balance, keep it interesting and really just give back to yourself in creative ways. That way, this self-development, self-love care stuff, it doesn't get boring. Now, I know a lot of you already know who our great guest is for today. We've got Leah Itzinas on the podcast today. So Leah is a self-taught Aussie cook. Many of you may already be following her on Instagram. And if you're not, I strongly suggest you go over and check out her incredible recipes. But basically, she's on a mission to help men, women and children all over the world change their view on food and health. So she started a company called Bear, which is basically a company that does online food programs. 
that are changing people's lives all over the world. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about when we dive into Leah's approach today. But basically, it's none of the traditional calorie counting style. It really honors your individuality and looks at, I think, nutrition and health in a very holistic way, which resonated with me personally so much, as well as the theory here at the podcast, by looking at your health really as an interconnected part of your life interwoven with your relationships, your sleep. It's, it forms part of your mental and physical health as well as, you know, things you're doing day to day. Nutrition is part and parcel of all those things and likewise needs to be considered in and amongst them all. So I absolutely love what Bear is doing. So I'll just give you a really quick rundown of what you can expect today and then we're going to dive straight into this incredible chat. So as I mentioned, we're going to go through the holistic ways that her company is really looking at health and nutrition. We're also going to talk about when you diet or say planning for a weight loss program, how the perspective needs to shift rather than thinking, okay, what can I take away from my diet, which is what many of us default to. We actually talk about looking at it in ways in which you can add to your diet. You know, what can you add more of? What can you include that's better for you? Things like that, which normally isn't first to mind, which I really loved. We also talk about why you need a contingency plan for diet. So for anyone who's dieted like me included, you all have that small little slip up and you just don't want that one little step to throw you off the horse and say, well, stuff it. I'm not doing the whole diet. So we talk about why a contingency plan is pretty important when it comes to that. The importance of looking at food at its colors and textures and things like that instead of numbers. And as I mentioned before, we talk about Leah's approach to non-negotiable weekly habits, which was extremely refreshing. I hope you guys love this podcast. Feel free to take a screenshot, tag myself and Leah with your biggest takeaways. And as always, if you want to keep seeing more of this content and love what we're doing here at The Balance Theory, jump over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review or rating. It would mean the world to us and help us reach many more balances. And just before we dive in, Leah and the team have kindly offered a special discount code for all podcast listeners today. So if by the end of this episode, you just can't wait to get your hands on some of the bear programs, stay tuned for the very end where I'll reveal the discount code and you can jump over to her website, which I've popped in the show notes below and check out all the goodies. All right, let's get straight into the episode. Leah, it's seen us. Welcome to the Balance Theory Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful to be here. Likewise. Now, before we dive into it, I did want to ask you some fun little questions. They weren't on the brief, so hopefully I don't throw you at all, just to get us warmed up before we dive into content. Is that cool? Yeah. Easy peasy. Love those. All righty. So I want to know when you cannot be bothered cooking dinner, what is your go-to makeshift meal? So the easiest thing I can possibly think of is canned tuna, which is that chili tuna, have to be chili. And then chili coconut rice that is like the 40 second microwavable easy peasy and then you just put that in the microwave tuna on top and then soy sauce all over it and it's just the best and it literally under a minute <laughs> well yeah that's super quick and not too unhealthy either so that's a good one to yeah. have in the back burner in the cupboard love it <laughs> yeah super good <laughs> what about uh, a guilty pleasure like a, some food you could not live without my guilty pleasure like whenever I go to have like you know, a dinner without with Mitch on like a weekend or whatever. It's always like curries, like curry and naan bread is my just, I couldn't yeah. live without that, I don't think. <laughs> Indian, Indian curries specifically? Indian is, yeah, Indian curry is like my jam. Like I could just eat that all day. Every day. I'd have it for breakfast and not even blink. Like it's so good. Yum. Yeah, I do. I do love a good curry. I do. Yeah. And on the flip, the last one, something you don't like eating at all. Hate it. I absolutely despise anchovies on things like pizza and like in pasta. I think it just ruins everything and I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> if I bite into it, I'm like, oh, 
I hate this. I get so annoyed. That's not really an unusual one. I, I don't think you're alone there. So fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> now I just. Um, I guess I just want to talk a little bit about you, your journey into the health space, and I guess how you got to be where you are today. If you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit with our listeners. Yeah, for sure. I just, it, for me, it happens, so, it happens so quickly and it continues to happen so quickly. So I, it's very hard for me to like recall what happened a year ago, <laughs> or even a week ago. But um, I guess how I got into my business professionally, I um, I'm not a trained chef at all. Like I'm not, um, you know, an educated chef. I'm a home cook and I, um, I learn everything myself. I'm studying nutrition at the moment. So I have nutrition knowledge, but I'm definitely not a chef. So um, I was doing personal training. I actually was teaching at uni. See how I, I go back and forth. I was actually right. at uni and then I, <laughs> I dropped out of my uni degree and then I went into a personal training. I actually worked at a gym. Then I did personal training for three years, one-on-one and group training. But and noticed that while doing that, I really enjoyed the food side of giving my clients advice. And obviously, and obviously it, with being PT, it's kind of out of my scope. So I really wanted to be able to just, you know, cook some recipes and be like, hey, have a, have a try of this and all that kind of stuff. So created my website from there and I gave, you know, my clients recipes and I just kept putting them up and putting them up and it kind of just grew from there. And um. I guess we kind of came in at the right time when Instagram sort of was like first starting and everyone was a bit excited about it. So um, it was definitely the right time. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's really hard to explain. It's such a long story, but it's really like quick. It happened really quick. But um, I was doing PT for full time and then I kind of, te- you know, took one down one day down with PT and worked one day on like my side hustle in like quotations uh, with the food stuff online. And then I did like less and less days of PT and more days of the side stuff until we kind of found that we could work full-time in this space. So awesome. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. Cause it kind of, it kind of came from like your passion, right. Of being in the health space anyway. And then it evolved out of yeah. a, natural, a natural inclination towards food, I suppose. Did you, yeah, find, absolutely. Did you find like growing up, like I know obviously the Greek culture is so like, embedded in food oh my god I love Greek food but did you find yeah. like growing up, you always kind of had your hands in the kitchen or were like cooking with your family was that something that was yes. sort of born yes absolutely up? yeah so I I um you know cooked with my mom every single night so every night after school we'd go to the shops and she'd let me pick whatever I wanted and then we'd bake dinner so that was like our thing that we do every night um and it was awesome and I loved it and I was like probably the most like terrible cut and I'd probably take everything so like long to cook but mum just like let me do it as a kid so I really enjoyed it and obviously being Greek every time we have like a family event or we have some sort of celebration it's all like revolved around who's making what and like who's ER is gonna like versus another ER and like what they're making like it's, it's the best thing ever like so all of our all of my stuff is all about how I can make food enjoyable and celebrated in other people's houses so beautiful um yeah I love it Nice. And do you find like being that person who kind of now has a business around food, you're always, the expectation is like, you're always, you know, have to make something extra special or like there's always certain requests. Like, do you find you get pinned on that by your friends and family? Absolutely. Yeah. But that, my family's really good at it. Like they, they're so funny. They'll send me like slight, like sly messages, like text messages being like, look what this person made. I'm like, thank you. They're like, I think I'd really like that for dinner. I'm like, okay, no worries. <laughs> But um, yeah, they're definitely uh, yeah. I but I really enjoy it. Like I think my favorite thing is feeding people. Like I love to cook for people when people are coming over. So for me, like making like ten dishes is 
it's not hard for me because I genuinely like what can I do what can I make like I get excited when I eat it so yeah it's weird I'm I'm very odd but yeah no no I'm definitely like that too I don't know if I could commit to the 10 dish thing but like one (laughs) one good main and like good entree I think yeah Yeah. I I have the feeling too (laughs) so I guess yeah it is it's it's a nurturing thing it's like a a walk mama thing I think yeah absolutely (laughs) So as your, I guess, relationship with food, both personally and professionally has evolved, what does healthy eating mean to you? Because I know a lot of your recipes, like obviously they're delicious, but I know there is obviously a big aspect because you did kick it off, I guess, through your personal training space. Like yeah. how, how does healthy eating feature in your life? What does it mean to you? Because I think a lot of people think it means, you know, hard diets or they never eat anything yeah. bad in their life. I'm just curious to know, I guess, what your understanding of it is. Yeah, and I mean everyone everyone has something different and how they like to follow it and how they how regimented they are. But for me, like I said, with my family, food is like celebration. The food is like meant to be fun and meant to be enjoyed with everyone. So for me, it's food healthy eating is what makes you feel happy and what makes you feel, you know, satisfied and, and makes you feel just genuinely like excited to eat your next meal. Um so when I, you know, release my bear guides, which is like it's called bear but it's balanced and realistic eating um and that was it's basically all about that it's just being balanced and actually allowing yourself to have cake or have your birthday or have someone else's and you go out for dinner but still make choices in within the week that make you feel good and make you feel you know you feel your body for your workouts and whatever it is but um yeah for me it's just a, a balance of everything like I don't I don't restrict but I also I know what makes me feel good so I have a very good understanding of that if that makes sense yeah, totally agree. And um, I love that you've brought balance into this. Obviously, that's what the podcast mm-hmm. is all about. And I, yeah. th- I think it is um, a careful balance between like extreme and regimented. It's kind of like you mm-hmm. need to get into a spot where you feel comfortable, I guess, making those choices and just feeling good about yourself. Because at the end of the day, like especially when you come from a big family, um, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you've got European as well, like food yeah. is a social thing, you know. And so I feel like if you choose to be so regimented or you feel like you don't have a really healthy relationship with your food, it can spill over negatively into the other areas of your balance, which are like your relationships. Like I remember once when my partner was like super hardcore dieting, he was literally going out for dinners and bringing his tuna and rice in the corner. It's so (laughs) ostracizing. And I mean, look, like if you're training towards something and you have to be strict like that, that's one thing. But as a long-term lifestyle thing, like I think it is nice to view it as a social Mm -hmm. thing. It's an enjoyable thing and something we should learn to embrace healthily absolutely yeah and and I think there is there's definitely there's definitely a science behind nutrition obviously like that's obvious everyone knows that um but when it comes to because we did a we've got our regular bear guide which is like a basically like a starter how to eat healthy and then we have our bear lean guide which is is a weight loss version of that so it's but again within when I say weight loss it's very much you know we've definitely done we've got the science behind it but there's a fine line between you know being really regimented and being extreme to being like having that balance so we try to do that really well have that balance but also have that goal focus at the same time yeah um because you know it's i think healthy change is great but obviously at the same time i don't want you to do something really extreme that you're not going to for eight weeks that you're not going to be able to then take into your life so that's why we kind of designed the second guide to be very much mirror the first Mm. but sort of have that obviously that science backed behind it but at the same time really balanced it's very fine line very 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 fine line it was very tough to do that but um Mm. yeah 
No, I love that. And I love that <laughs> realistic is one of the acronyms of your bear. Yeah brand name because it's true like you can't have an eight week where it's so restrictive that as soon as eight weeks is over you just go back to old habits or you know your body's so shocked in and out of a um you know regime that it doesn't hold I guess the success you've made actually on this point um, I might ask you the next question which is what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on fad diets things like the keto diet the two five intermittent fasting I'm going to throw in there as well I'm just curious to know I guess what your thoughts on all of those are yeah, well, I mean, it depends on what they're for. Like, you know, intermittent fasting, there's some science behind it. Not really like right now, but they, they, it's coming up. But I think like things like keto and paleo and all those things, if you're doing it for weight loss or for whatever you decide to do, if, that, if that's what it is, it's not superior to having a balanced diet. But I think that people come across like they say, they say, just say keto, for example. I think that's high protein, high Low carb, low carb. Yeah, I get confused because there's so many. <laughs> but um, I think it's easier for people to just go, okay, you know what? I'm going to remove carbs out of my diet. I'm going to remove that. And I'm going to, instead of actually thinking, hey, what can I add into my diet that is better? Or what can I add into my day that can help me feel better or make me healthier or help me lose weight? What can I add in? Can I add in education? Whether that's obviously, that's not very sexy to think about. Like it's no. easier just to, <laughs> click your finger and get rid of carbs it's easy but you know learning learning educating yourself and really looking at your food and being more mindful is a much more difficult task so obviously I think if people just you know you can if you put like them next to each other clearly the keto one is a much say sexier like diet to go on than just to learn how to eat mindfully or how to eat for, for a balance so for me fad diets are it is what it is that they're a fad they'll come and go keto will be gone in a year and the next thing will be here so and the healthy balanced diet will always be there (laughs) so I mean for me I always go for the thing that will help me the long long term so that's what I hope to be able to give to my audience at least yeah well there's a lot packed in that I think the first thing I want to note is the idea of instant gratification. So I feel like with a lot of those fad diets, because they are restrictive or they literally will take out like a whole food group, you will see results straight away. Whether those last long-term and whether you can actually keep that up long-term is a whole separate question. But I love Mm. what you said as well, like thinking of what you can add into your diet. And that's, you know, instantly I'm thinking foods, food groups, et cetera, but you actually said education, which is um, not something anyone said on the podcast before. And I love that because mm-hmm. it is about empowering you. Like once you have the knowledge and, you know, the tools, I guess, in your back pocket to bolster your relationship with food, then that's when you can actually make yeah. it a long-term thing. Um, what mm-hmm. about someone who just wants to do like a diet like that for eight weeks? Would you have any tips for transitioning in and out? Because I used to PT as well. And I would see a lot yeah. of people going on these challenges and they'd literally just like, Sunday, they'd be having their normal diet Monday, boom, they'd go straight into the full new diet. And I was just like, wow, like your body's going to have a heart attack, (laughs) especially if you're like really not that healthy as is. And then you go on like a restrictive diet. So would you have any tips of sort of transitioning in and out? Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, obviously I would try and sway the person into doing it in a better way, (laughs) but if, you know, (laughs) if they're dead set on doing that, um, I would just say to have a plan, have a plan B, have a plan C, because no, like more than likely at some point, because it is so extreme, you may 
drop off or you may mm. I'm not gonna say the word fail but you may drop off and, and like you need to either have a plan that you know if, if this happens then what if this happens then what mm. if I feel like this what can I do to make myself feel better so um yeah unfortunately if they're going to go in it they're going to go in it and they're going to go in it hard so I think that if if you can have a plan on how to if it does fail or does you know not work like the way you want it to how can you then in a balanced way move forward and continue on with that eight weeks or whatever it is also and also have a plan for the end as well because it is going to end at some point and then you're going to yeah. be like okay now I'm done like back. yeah exactly now what so have an exit entry and exit plan as well yeah that's great actually having a contingency plan because like I've done diets before and you always have like that little moment where you just do something a little bit off the scales or you have one meal mm-hmm. here and there and it's you know I feel like it's quite quick to then be like oh well I've ruined the whole thing stuff it like I'm not doing it anymore Easy. yeah yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. it's about like really like putting in those safeguards so you don't fall mm-hmm. and you can stick to it. But yes, like I would personally agree without being like a qualified nutritionist or anything, like having yeah. more of a balanced way to maintain a diet and like achieve those results much better than like a quick fix because like yeah, happens quickly, it's likely to go away faster as well. Yeah, completely agree. Just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast. If you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little, then this is for you. ESFit is a brand I've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style. I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full-size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit, double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off of the checkout when you use the code BALANCE. Cool. So I want to chat a little bit about your programs that you do at Bear. Um, I, I was having a look and I absolutely love that you don't, uh, I guess, measure or do the programs around calorie counting. Now, yep. just as a little bit of a backstory, um, anyone who has listened to one of our very first episodes, I did share a story and this was sort of how the podcast kind of came to me as well. I, I did do quite an intense calorie counting period and I found it really, really hard and disheartening and it really did change my relationship with food. It, um, you know, food was no longer a fun social thing for me. It was a burden. I was changing yeah. my whole lifestyle to fit these numbers on a scale, you know, all mm-hmm. these sorts of things. And so my, it, I realized how it impacted negatively all the other areas of my life. Like I was saying before, it kind of ruins your social interactions as well and et cetera, yeah. which is why I think like within your balance, you need to be, you know, it needs to overflow across all the areas. But anyway, that's, that's my kind of experience with calorie. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you honor people's individuality, their own energy requirements and stuff like that through steering away from that. So can you talk to me a little bit about the business decision, I guess, to do that or why the programs are structured like that and how you actually then measure, I guess, the meals or stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So um, we have Bear and Bear Regular. So Bear Regular is basically that like the healthy eating guide that I said before. So that's not tailored to you at all. That's just a basic healthy eating guide. It's we actually did it against the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating. So we did to make sure each meal has like, you know, enough protein, enough carb, enough like veg, enough fats and all that kind of stuff so that you can be nutritionally balanced across the day. Uh, And it went, it was super successful. And we were like so surprised and how, how it went. Um, We had our dietitian. She was like, this is amazing because we're teaching people how to eat healthy. But then we, you know, the emails rolled in of people wanting you know how do I lose weight on this guide I'm gonna just gonna remove the carb I'm gonna and it was all those kinds of emails and we were really trying to be like 
you know, it's just about portions, but at the same time, because there is that science behind it, you know, everyone's requirements are different. We really struggle to give out individual advice because we don't, we can't see them. We don't know their advice. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know that. We don't know anything. So we really struggled with that. But I said to them, um, I said to the team one day, you know, why can't we do, why can't we tackle the word weight loss or, or the, the thing weight loss in a really healthy and balanced way? Like everyone else tackles it in a 10 kilos in 10 days in a whatever. Like why can't we try? Yeah, why can't we try a long-term sustainable option? And, you know, we armed and armed forever because it is such a, a fine line where you can really, you know, it, it, people, it's the it people on either side and like people love to calorie count and they don't like to calorie count and we just, well, just wanted to be neutral. Like we want to be, there is science. This is what we believe in. This is what we want to do. Um, so we, we finally came to the decision of doing Berlin uh, and then we had to make those specific rules of we don't want to count calories. We, but we want to do it for you because we understand the science, <laughs> but we don't want you to have to sit there and, and worry every single day. We want you to just enjoy the food and really look at your portions and actually instead of looking at your food as a number, look at it as colours and look at it as, as size and look at it as yeah, volume yeah. instead of, yeah, instead of looking at it as like, oh, that's going to be 310, maybe I should take it. Like, you know what I mean? So it's very, um, we wanted it to be looked in a positive light. So we took out, took away calories, took away macros. We didn't want it to do any of that stuff. And it's been really, really successful. We still do get people asking, you know, I want to know the calories. I think that's really silly that you don't give it out, blah, blah, blah. And I just said like, you know, this is our, this is our brand. Like, this is how we want to do things and how yeah. we want to change people. Like, if you don't like that, I'm sure there's hundreds of guides out there that will give you the calories. It For just sure. won't be mine yeah. because I don't agree with it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I love that. And so how do you um, then like off the back of that and I guess sort of link to it, how do you measure progress? So for something like the lean guide, who, which is aimed at weight loss from what I'm understanding, um, yeah. Yeah. what sort of metrics do you then use to either keep your clients accountable or I guess measure their progress? Yeah, so in our within our um, within our board, so when you come when you come on, we take under consideration your age, height, and weight, and all that kind of stuff. And then we kind of allow you to track how you like. So we we you know obviously weight is the thing that we are a bit funny on. Like we're like you know weight is is not important. Like you can you can weigh ten kilos. Well, hang on, ten kilos is probably a little bit light. <laughs> you can probably weigh you know sixty kilos one day and sixty five kilos the next, and we just fluctuate as women. That's what we do. So weight is just a bit of a one that's like we don't want to put weight on it, if that makes sense. Um, and then we can you do measurements. We've definitely got a well being section, which is like you go in and you just talk about your stress and your mood and all that kind of stuff. Um, pictures, progress photos, if that's what you want to do. But you don't even have to use that either. If you just want to go in and just eat healthy and not have to worry about that you can do that at the same time as well so um yeah we kind of give people the option because some people you know some people love the scales and I don't want to you know tell people not to go on them if that's what they like but I say like you know there's many other ways there's many other non-scale things that you can focus on at the same time but if that's what you want to do do that but maybe have some non-scale ones as well so yeah yeah yeah, for sure. No, I, I love the whole approach of moving away from the numbers because it it mm. kind of makes eating and food like this thing that you can actually have a relationship with. It's not something you have, it's not an, it's not something that's onerous, right? Because I feel yeah. like a lot of the time programs or cleaning up our diet and stuff like that just feels super stressful and overwhelming and you don't want to do it. So I love that like reframing of it's about enjoying what's in front of you on the plate, enjoying the experience of eating it. And at the end of the day, like, look, I've, 
I've weighed a lot less than what I weigh now. And I can guarantee you did not have great energy. Like, yes, I I may have looked a certain way to other people, but you know, I didn't have the energy. Um, I wasn't peak performing in my job, in in my side hustles. Like I felt it. I definitely felt it. And so weight is this arbitrary thing that I think a lot of people hinge their progress on, but really it's, it does come down to how you feel, your energy, your stress management, all those things. So I love the holistic approach you guys take. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, It's definitely a fine line because obviously science and holistic don't always get along but like yeah um, we definitely really try to do as our be- the best we possibly can for it for um, sure yeah for sure and um look I, I do think the because it's kind of like naturopaths right they're not really doctors but they are sort of science-based as well it's like you've got to find that happy medium where you're, you're just using what works you know, like yeah, you're, exactly. you're putting together things that work. And that's not to say one's better than the other. It's just like, here's, yeah, here's exactly. what's working. We're going to roll it all into one and give you the freedom to, I guess, pick and choose what you like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And so for anyone listening, I guess, I mean, I know you've got your programs, but if you did have any tips on for weight loss, um, would you have any that extend a little bit beyond diet, like in terms of other things they should be considering? Because I think that's often that's the only thing we focus on with exercise. Um, but but in your experience, do you do you feel like there's other things we should be looking at to help? Yeah, weight loss. I mean, there's that whole thing about like you know we I think we as a society we know what's good for us, and I think that we know you know we know we should be getting enough sleep, we know we should be getting enough water, we know that we should be you know, eating enough to fuel our workouts. We know we should be exercising. Like that's just, they're all things that we all know. But I always go back to that whole thing. What I said before is adding things into your day instead of removing things. So saying, you know, I might need to have more water. I might need to have more veggies. I might need to have, you know, more of an exercise. I might need to get out more, all those kinds of things. The more you add, the less of those things that like, you know, you snacking at nighttime, you eating, a whole cake to, to yourself those things will like inadvertently dis- slowly disappear the more that you add mm. if that makes sense yeah so no the more yeah I think that's like the more you add then the less of the stuff you're gonna you want to actually change will go so or the more of the stuff that would you want to change will go that's kind of my thing I always say like you don't you don't need to focus on one thing specifically it's more of like a everything like a whole life thing a whole circle of things that you need to be doing yeah yeah no that and that works really nicely with our framework and I I quite like it's interesting right when you speak about weight loss to be talking about adding things because generally you'd assume it's about what can you take away what can you minus what can you reduce but I I love that it's more about going in with an abundant mindset rather than scarcity um and and I think that's a great way to look at weight loss as well so that's yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people go like the weight loss because it is, it is marketed as quick fix, you know, like you need to remove all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. So that's just, it is just, is what it is. And that's, it's probably weight loss is probably a bigger beast than I ever thought it was when mm-hmm. we released Lean Guard. I didn't realize how ingrained it is in us. Um, so yeah, I, I always go in with a mindset of like, what can you improve in your day rather than get rid of? Do you know what I mean? So you can improve yeah. your sleep. Sleep is huge. You can improve your water intake. That's massive. But yeah, instead of just going, okay, well, I'm not going to do this, this, and this, like 
No, definitely. And that's really empowering as well, because it's all stuff we already do. It's not like you need to go and, you know, add this whole new thing into your regime. Like everyone sleeps. Mm. It's just about the quality of those things. So enhancing yeah. things you're already doing. And I think already like, cause I think weight loss, right. There's a big piece of that. That's all mental. It's a big mental game as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're going in with this attitude of I can, or I'm already doing, and I'm going to just add on and improve rather than what can I take away? I'm doing too much of this, you know, there's two very different mindsets. So that's huge. So I love that. That's yeah, it is. I guess brand is promoting. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> now, um, what about for people who um, feel like they've plateaued? So they feel like they're doing all the right things, they're eating the right things. Maybe their training is quite consistent, but they feel like they've really plateaued and they want to see further results. Um, maybe let's talk about it more from like a sporty point of view. So maybe they want to get more lean <laughs> or they're trying to still build more muscle and they feel like they've just plateaued. Um, without giving too much specific advice, because obviously nothing on this podcast can be taken as like specific advice, yeah. it's just a general combo. Um, what, yeah, yeah. what kind of things would you be personally looking at if you felt like you plateaued? I would always be looking at like what I, again, like what I can improve on. Because I think that when we plateau, we kind of don't realize the things that we've kind of slowly stopped doing. So um, maybe I would look at changing my routine. So whether I'm getting up half an hour earlier or getting up an hour earlier or having a better nighttime routine or changing my workouts. Cause I think something that I get really bored, I get really bored of is work is working, working out. Like I don't love walking on the treadmill. Like how about we swap treadmill for outside? How about we swap a walk for a jog? How about we swap a, you know, something for a something just so you're literally Change changing or do something completely different. Like go and do a Pilates class. Yeah. It will absolutely destroy your legs, but like it's something <laughs> new and you, you kind of like, you get a bit excited so I think um, if you're in a plateau, you can't, you just need a little bit more of a spark. So changing changing your routine in any way that you possibly can is always going to be good. Yeah, 100% agree. And I know what you mean with the working out. Like in of my week, I do like three just like normal gym days and I do a Pilates day, then do a boxing day and then I do a walking day because yeah. I just, I'll get bored. I'm the same as you. Like, and that just constantly keeps yeah. my body like in, not in shock mode. That kind of sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Like on the go. Yeah, you because you, your body's just like, wait, what? Wait, why are we doing Pilates today? <laughs> what, what are we doing? It's, yeah, it's exactly. Like the other day. Yeah, I got really like, I said to my partner, I said like, I'm so bored with my routine right now. I'm going to go drive down. I drove 40 minutes to a swimming center and just swam. I actually got, I got and got $5 bathers from Kmart and just went for a swim because I know how fun it was. And it was the hardest work I've ever done in my whole life. I couldn't, I didn't realize how hard swimming was. But like when you actually, and then I got out of the pool and I thought that's the best thing ever. And I can't wait to get back into the gym because I never want to do that ever again. But like, <laughs> It was really fun. Like it was, it was like a total different type of fitness. It was amazing. That's great. And, and yeah, like even if you don't end up enjoying it, like it helps you kind of have a new appreciation for the things you do like or put it into perspective in a way. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so let's talk a bit, little bit more about you like personally. What are some of your yep. non-negotiable habits, like things you do every single day without question? Mm, I'm really bad at this because I do nothing for myself. <laughs> um, I guess like I'm really bad. I literally like it's it's terrible. But non-negotiables is at night time. Like I love, I love, I love to have a bath. Like my, I have baths probably like four times a week instead of having like regular showers. Baths are the best because they're so calming. I have my like magnesium salts. I've got my candles going. That's like a non-negotiable for me because I need to have that. Um, and also. A non-negotiable for me is going out for one date night a week. Nice. It's like 
we have to. Like, I don't care what we're doing, where we're going. Or like, if we even go after, if we have to go to an event, we go to a date night later because Mitch and I, we work together all day, every day. That, you know, when we get home, we're still talking about work and we're going to bed and we're still, you know, talking about work. So it's like, we just need that one night where like we go bowling and we go fun stuff. So that's nice. like, it breaks up my week. So yeah, that's definitely non-negotiable for us. Beautiful. And um, mm. do you like have a strict workout regime? I know you said like you like to change it up, but do you like try mm-hmm. and incorporate movement every day or a certain amount of times a week? Um, yes. Yeah. So now I've got like, a, I have a friend and she's like, she's amazing. And she comes to the gym with me. And I like, I used to not like, like to train with people, but this time I really like to train with her because she is crazy like she'll be like how can we make this harder and I'm like what that like we, it's already hard can we, can we stop like and she's like let's do let's do more let's do this so like um we do like Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday we go gym like we do like upper body lower body high intensity whatever it is and then we rest Fridays and then Saturdays we do like almost like a, a session where we just want to improve on exercise that like we want to do like chin-ups we want to do like you know random stupid things that we wouldn't do during the workouts but we want to get like pbs for it on saturday so that's just more nice. of a fun session um and then i rest on saturdays our uh, sunday sorry and then we go for bike rides on the other days which is really fun nice. <laughs> so I, I, just do, I do anything and yeah it's anything and everything and i just love to like because i i have a back injury and at one point for like a whole it was like a week like i barely could walk and I had to be helped having a shower and I couldn't put my own shoes on. And it was like a very scary, scary experience. And I think that literally has not, I wouldn't say PTSD at all, but I think that every time I go into the gym, I am so grateful that I'm absolutely, I'm allowed to move. Like I can walk into the gym. And I think that that, even that movement of just getting up off my chair, I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. I can do that. Like, it's just crazy how grateful you can be after something gets taken away from you. So I think any movement for me, I'm like, I'll do anything because yeah. I can, yeah. which, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah, yeah no, that's nice. Um, and I, I also love that the things you said are not traditionally what people respond with when I ask them what their non-negotiables are. I think that's um, a nice little bit of insight that sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to be about doing the run meditation and journaling all before 8 a.m. Like it is about. Oh, no, I hate that shit. <laughs> it is about, you know, over a whole week. Like you said, you don't do much for yourself, but those things, like they're just moments for you to recalibrate throughout yeah. the week. And that's what is essential to your balance. You know, it doesn't have to yeah. look like a monk in the middle of Nepal. No. And I, like, you know, I'm not one to, I'm really not one to do, like, I love to fall asleep to a meditation, but I'm not one to sit there and meditate in the morning and then go on my day. Like I'll fall asleep instantly. Yeah. And like, I'm not one to to do like a gratitude journal. Like I'll write many things down. I'm just not that kind of person. I just can't yeah. do it. Yeah, maybe I'll do it for a day and then I'll forget. Like it's just not my thing in the morning. I just I'm I'm too hyped for that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I think as soon as I wake up, I think it's good. (laughs) I think it's good to hear stuff like this because I think when you're constantly hearing or like you know people on podcasts saying that they journal and meditate and all these things, you kind of maybe feel like that's what you have to do too but it's not about doing all the things it's about just being intuitive okay what do I need like yesterday I went to the gym and I would I should well I normally would have done a workout and I was like I just feel like I need to stretch and just stretch for 40 minutes and it's just about being like what things light you up so if you were to date night and your baths and as long as you've got them yeah you know, that's just the pockets of time in your week. I always try to say, like, try to find yeah. a pocket of time every day. But if you want to look at it a little bit more macro, like throughout your whole week, that's a really nice way yeah. as well to look at giving back to yourself. 
yeah it's something to look forward to like we Mitch and I have gone to the dog park three nights out of this week at night we go from like seven to eight to like when the sun goes down and it's like the best time like I literally just sit there I'm like this is so good all I'm doing is watching my dog just play and I just like this is this is my that, that's like a me thing like that calms me down yeah. rather than meditating like I think the people are just different like not everyone yeah, can sure. sit there and and like you know put their hands together and just like and breathe and I'm like I got like I literally in it, within one second I'm like what is that stupid dog doing like what is my cat doing I can hear them like I can't concentrate <laughs> so I'm like it's just not for me <laughs> no fair enough and and like this is what the whole point of the podcast is about you know understanding what what balance looks like to every different person so people then feel empowered to kind of own their own so thank yeah, you so much for sharing absolutely. all of that that's all right. <laughs> Alrighty. So if people, I guess, want to know a little bit more about your programs, the work you're doing um, or anything like moving forward, where's the best place they can reach out? Um, so we have, we've got Instagram, Facebook, website, all that. It's just Leah at Zenus. Um, yeah. Basically anywhere you find it. If you want, Instagram is probably the most fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Instagram will be good. And then you can head onto the website and then it'll be, yeah, really, really cool. Beautiful. Well, I'll pop links to all of that below, but I just want to thank you so much for your time, for sharing your professional and your personal stories. Um, yes. And so welcome. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. <laughs> no, you did a great job. And um, yeah, it'd be, it'll be cool to see, I guess, once you finish your studies, like how that, you know, what's yeah. next for Bear and for yourself personally. And you've got a wedding coming up, which is super exciting. Oh, gosh. <laughs> not, not too stressful, I hope. <laughs> Nah, I can't be bothered. We are so lazy with that. I haven't even thought about it. All I wanted was my ring, and then now I've got that, and that's fine. <laughs> that's it. Just, just make it an extra long engagement, then. That's exactly right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing what happens in the next year. No, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. A big, big thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. If you love what was shared on today's episode, take a screenshot, tag myself and Leah, and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. As always, you can jump over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review as well, which would greatly help us in reaching more balances and expanding our community. As you know, we're an independent podcast, so every little bit of support definitely helps. As promised, Leah and the team have generously offered a discount code for all listeners today. So if you absolutely love what you heard today and really want to connect with Leah more and her programs, you can jump over to her website, which I've popped in the show notes below and use the code BALANCETHEORY10 for 10% off at the checkout. I hope you guys love everything brought to you today and I can't wait to bring you another new episode next week. Jump over to our Instagram if you want a sneak peek at who's coming up for the rest of the month. But until then, stay balanced.